Hi everyone, welcome back to Radio Akpap Talk. As always, we're broadcasting from the banks of the Mekong River in Luang Prabang, Laos. This is Rachna and I'm here with my co-host Joe. Today we're off to Madrid to speak with Kavita Parmar and she's going to tell us about her new project, Extant, in Mallorca. Now if you're new here, welcome. And if you listen week in and week out, thank you so much. Uh, you know we're the podcast that crisscrosses the globe talking to pioneers and change makers in folk art, travel, and tourism, meeting with innovators in remote communities. We're brought to you by Okpaktok. Joe, do you want to tell us a little bit more about this? Hi, I'm Joanna Smith, and I'm one of the co-founders of Okpaktok. We are a textile company founded by women, run by women, for the women of Laos. Take a look at our website to find out more about our pioneering work with Lao weavers. And now, if you're looking for some inspiration and ideas of where to travel, then you've come to the right place. All aboard, let's go. So you may have heard Kavita on the show last September. She's the founder of IOU Project, a clothing brand that puts artisans at center of the design, production, and the buying and selling of clothes. Today, Kavita joins us to tell us about Extant, a project in Mallorca. Extant is part folk art market and part meeting of the minds. It's a place for designers, artisans, and consumers to gather and create proactive solutions. Extant comes on the heels of Techno, the first such event put on by Kavita in collaboration with Marcella Echevarria. Joe represented Talk at Texto back in February 2020. Joe, do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience at Texto and why we should all be excited for Extant? Yes, um, so I met Kavita back in February of 2020 in Mexico City at the Texto event. And this event brought 45 artisan groups from 23 countries together in the volcanic grounds of a stunning house designed by modernist architect Louis Barragan. There were presentations and discussions, workshops and performances by singers. We were also there to sell. It was essentially a marketplace too. But what I remember most is the sense that the world between artisan craftsperson and let's say first world consumer had been bridged in a genuine and non-patronizing way. As artisans, uh, myself as an artisan representative, we felt put on a pedestal with an honorary spotlight. It wasn't focused on ego and personalities though. It was about cultures, traditions, storytelling, and creating an appreciation and value of an artisan's knowledge and skill and what they represented as an ambassador of all of that. The platform to meet the audience was integrated at every level. We talk a lot about heroes, pioneers, and so on on our podcast. And I can say that Kavita is truly an artisan hero. So without further ado, let's go to meet Kavita. So thank you once again to get me on and talk about what I'm lucky enough to call uh, my work and is my love. Oh, brilliant. Thank you for being here. So I thought um, it could be interesting to start with basically where you left off with Rachna in September, where you kind of coined the expression, be the change as your current hashtag or your MO, if you like. So I'm just curious, how have you been putting that into practice? 
So I would, I would say I would definitely didn't coin that. I borrowed it from uh, one of the greatest thinkers of our times, Mahatma Gandhi, and then, of course, Dr. Vandana Shiva, who I so consider as uh, one of an another leading light of this moment. Uh, last year, as COVID stuck and I was speaking to Rachna about this, I went down the rabbit hole just like everybody else. It was a complete shock, uh, especially coming back from Texto. I, it was such an exciting moment uh, to see a culmination of a dream and just to see it be so successful. Um, in terms of sales, in terms of people attending, I was just overwhelmed with the response that we got, whether it was press or just people writing to us. Uh, we got even major fashion houses writing to us and saying, we heard about this and when are you having the next one? I want to be there. And then we get back home and boom, the world comes to a stop. So I went down the rabbit hole like everyone else. Um, and I, one day my husband walked into my room. Um, we were all been under lockdown in Madrid and he just looked at me and said, you've got to be who you are. Just get out of this room. Stop reading things on the internet. Just go do whatever comes to your head. And, and literally that's what I did. I spent the entire lockdown just building different projects. Uh, for who? I don't know. Um, and at the culmination of it all, of course, I felt that I needed to have this gathering once again. Um, and then in January, and by then I had received so many WhatsApp messages, phone calls, emails from weaving communities who were talking about how hard it was for them. Uh, because as you can, I'm sure, Joe, you're probably better telling, talking about this than I am. Uh, it's not easy to sell these textiles online through Instagram. Um, you know, that this is a much more emotional connection. When you buy a piece of heritage textile, you're buying a piece of a human story. And I felt like I needed to get back on the horse again and go against all odds and get started. So here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's really interesting to hear your kind of thought processes over the last... I guess, like 12 months. And I can totally agree that, yeah, trying to sell heritage textiles online is, is super hard. And, you know, that's part of the reason that we started um, Radio What Pop Talk. And I suppose that's why you recently messaged your family of artisans to tell us about um, your new event, Extant. So, Texto, Extant, these gatherings, let's put it all into context. As Kavita mentions, artisan-made textiles are rooted in stories. It's difficult to value them ideologically and economically unless you understand the stories and the utility of the pieces. So how does one fix that gap in knowledge and understanding? These concerns began to press upon Kavita in the early 2000s while she was working with major international brands in Asia, Europe, and the Americas. Around 2010, she left all of it to start her own artisan-made collection called the IOU Project. This brand recalibrates the value of handmade textiles in the supply chain. Around this time, Kavita also met Marcella, Marcella runs a consulting company on sustainable luxury in Mexico City. She's also a photojournalist with an impressive resume of creative and educational projects. When Kavita and Marcella met, they realized they had many of the same concerns. 
storytelling, connection, transparency, community, durability, sustainability. These were all elements of the IOU project, and Kavitha and Marcella wanted to create dialogue around these issues and also to impact some change. Their goals include encouraging collaboration and emphasizing that artisan work is on par with luxury. The idea of having gatherings where people can talk face-to-face came up, one that puts these issues and goals front and center. This is how Texto came together in Mexico City in early 2020. And now it's time for another gathering. But first, let's hear Kavita tell us about her first meeting and ongoing conversations with Marcella. Uh, when we met in the year 2010, she was interviewing me for IOU. After the interview, she said to me, she looked at me and she said, you know, I've lived by this. Uh, I've learned the hard lesson and I've agreed, I've understood to accept it, is that everything in life is personal. And that was kind of, you know, it took me aback, you know, and I sort of thought, wow, you know, that's so true. And normally when you walk around in the world of business, at least, so many times the word is, the phrase is repeated at you, don't take this personally, it's just business. And under that phrase, so much of something that is unethical or that would not be done to someone else if you treated them as an equal human being. And I thought, wow, that's powerful. She's so right. I mean, the reason why I do everything is because it is personal. Of course, really, when I went down the road with IOU, really the dream was that how could we put back value to this artisan world? I've worked in so many different projects, whether it was NGO, government, or big brands uh, through, for whom I had developed artisan projects. And they always came from this sense of sort of, either they were trying to sell that they were helping the artisans, um, or it was sort of very much uh, predatory of, this is what's the fashion, we need to put something ethnic in the line, and this is what's hot right now, so let's do this artisan this season, and then move on to the next one. And it always frustrated me. So. After, you know, complaining and, and Marcella, I think, has gone through a similar situation. And we've both talked about this endlessly. At one point, we just both looked at each other and said, let's just stop complaining. What will we do? How would we build this? So, Kavita, maybe you can tell us a little bit exactly what is extant? So the word extant comes from, you know, in English, E-X-T-A-N-T means still surviving. It's the opposite of extinct. Um, and so for me, it's always been about how can we save for the future this knowledge, uh, which is in these ancient textiles, these, you know, the first texts that human, humanity started to weave. We learned how to weave before we learned how to write. And so there is knowledge encoded in this in all these ancient civilizations um, and, and ca- taking that knowledge forward. And I'm always grateful for that because I always feel like there is this, these are mysteries and these are myths and messages for us uh, that we should really listen to you know Um, and that's really how this idea of that it would be perfect to call the second gathering extant especially after what we've just been through Uh, we need to take an intentional standpoint to where the direction is Um, it was perfect so it was just the word was there and we decided that's what this one had to be called there's such a strong philosophy behind the event, how, how would you 
you know, how does it actually culminate into an event? How does it look? When when does it happen? Where does it take place? Who's invited? So extent, we decided as yeah. uh, we were going to have a five-day event once again, which was going to be about celebrating heritage textile. We have two main objectives. One is how do we get more and more consumers, more and more humans on this in normal everyday life to look at heritage textile as collectible contemporary art. Um, and the other side was, of course, to continue building the family, which is the textile family for it to grow. So we looked at, you know, where we could have this and just magically uh, the word Mallorca started to come out in all kinds of conversations. And at first I was a bit, oh, Mallorca, that's a bit far. Uh, how are we going to get there? It's an island. And of course, you know, once again, the personal thing touched up. I got a call from a company I had helped uh, with some work um, in the past. And as I'm talking to them about work, suddenly they start talking about ancient textiles and talked about a, a kind of textile that comes from Mallorca that is ancient and they don't exactly know where it came, comes from originally. And it is the Telares de Yangua, uh, which is a nikat. Um, and there's different stories around who brought that to that island and it still continues. Um, so to find that in Europe, that you have a really ancient craft that someone still continues and it still has a big identity with the local population was perfect. So that's where Mallorca came into being. Extent is a five-day event scheduled for the 21st through 25th of June in 2021. So what can we expect at the event? Extent will feature artisans from around the world. Designers and buyers from the fashion world are also expected to attend. And of course, the event is open to the public. Extent will be held live in Mallorca and there will be a virtual component for those who cannot travel. Slated are a meet the maker crafts market, round tables and discussions on sustainability, new luxury, heritage textiles, among other topics, workshops by renowned master artisans in natural dyes, regenerative agriculture, craft and brand partnerships, a podcast, a slow TV visual stories that will cover what is happening in rural life. Let's hear Kavita tell us more. We've got, you know, artisans from Russia, from Latvia, from Northern Ireland, from Italy, from France, uh, from, you know, many different parts that are really amazing stories. I'm very excited about that. Uh, we also have an amazing story from Dhaka, which is a beautiful project where they're getting the, uh, reviving the ancient Dhaka muslin. So, you know, this is a gorgeous story where Bangladesh, back in 1856 when there's a world fair organized by prince albert um it sends a piece of fabric which was at that time considered to be one of the most expensive pieces in that exposition it at that time cost seven thousand pounds a meter which was this muslin which is the finest muslin on the earth um which they have lost um the way to make it they've lost the plant because the british brought you know their own plant and planted which gave bigger yields and, and it disappeared. So a beautiful project was put together two years ago between an NGO and the local government in Bangladesh to try and revive, find that plant again, revive it and revive the weaving practice. And I'm so excited the founder of that project 
is going to be coming, talking about his journey of two and a half years of going back, finding the plant by taking a boat and, you know, just going down the river and stopping and finding where he could find, revive that plant again, growing it again, back, going back to the weavers and convincing them to weave that super fine weave. So they're going to be bringing their things. They still haven't reached the quality which was available 300 years ago. Extant is grounded in two themes. The first one is the great pause. The idea that we have this opportunity to stop and reconsider our priorities. The second one is something Albert Einstein said. Everyone has two options. We're either full of love or full of fear. Let's hear Kavita explain the reasons behind these themes. So going back to, you know, the two things you mentioned in that, in that document that we made, it really was, uh, that's really how I felt. I felt like you know, I know it's, it's been really hard and, and I'm not going to lie to you, it's been hard even for us at IOU. Our website got hacked. It was, uh, we went through a real nightmare in terms of our business, uh, you know, and I'm sure nothing worse than lo- most people went through. And then of course, many people have gone through a horrific experience health-wise or worrying about their loved ones. I've been lucky I haven't had to go through that. But what I did feel, to be quite honest, was gratefulness. You know how when you're a child and you're running and you're going to fall down and then a big hand that you don't know where it came from just kind of stopped just before you fall down and break your head or your arm or your teeth or whatever. Uh, it just felt like that. It felt like this, this someone had just stopped us with a big hand from somewhere and before we were just going to fall over and hurt ourselves really bad. Um, I would say 90% of the people I spoke to in some form or the other, were were thankful that they could just pause, that they were just not running into the regular rhythm of life. And then, of course, there was the other one that we all felt a sense, there was so much anxiety and fear because we didn't know, one, we didn't understand what was going on, and the other, that we had fear of what the future was going to be like. And I, once again, came across this wonderful quote by Einstein, which I've always loved, about having those two choices that you can look at the future with, whether you look at it with fear and anxiety or you look at it with love. And I guess I'm just more addicted to the love bit. Wow, powerful, powerful words and a, a really interesting perspective that you have there on life, I suppose, where you essentially have a choice to look at a obstacle in your life or, or collectively and you you choose which how you're going to perceive that you can choose fear anxiety or you choose gratitude and love and i think i'm with you for sure kavita and that's part of the attraction i think of the extant event and the positivity that you bring to the artisan world Staging an event during a pandemic is no easy feat, but Kavita and Marcella feel the Texto community, or family as they call it, needed to come back together, precisely because we are in a pandemic. Artisans and craft-based enterprises like the IOU project, Okpaptok, and countless others are hurting. For instance, at Okpaptok, before the pandemic, 90% of our sales happened in Luang Prabang, in our shops. So when Laos's borders closed, 90% of our revenue stream came to a complete halt. 
Our work is about bridging heritage and innovation. It's rooted in storytelling and in people. Our local sales staff is great at storytelling and explaining our mission, values, and textiles. But online, we run into language barriers, digital bottlenecks, and of course, stiff global competition. No doubt our experience isn't unique, and Kavita and Marcella know this. They've assembled an impressive gathering of artisans from around the world, including many European artisans. All of us are facing similar challenges. The hope is that the participants will benefit from sharing their experiences and strategies. Let's hear more about the objectives of Extant and what Kavita and Marcella have in mind. And so at Extant, the formula is we, of course, have the market because at the end of the day, I could bring all these amazing humans together and we could all feel and talk, share and talk. And we, could, we could talk endlessly into the night, but I also know the responsibility they all have to go back home and feed their communities and have work for them. So we want to make sure there is a, a good market for their products. Um, and the second thing is, of course, that they go back with knowledge that they've exchanged. Something beautiful happened, for example, a master from uh, Ethiopia, Firu, who's just the most beautiful, wonderful human being with a big smile, uh, came without any knowledge of natural dyes, because where he works in the village, they had lost all knowledge of natural dyeing in Ethiopia, but they were working with a locally grown cotton. And he took a trip in after Texto to Oaxaca and spent a week there with the master dye in Oaxaca, went back and has set up a natural dyeing unit in Ethiopia. That is the kind of you know cross-pollination and exchange of knowledge that we are hoping in and seeing that it's going to happen. I love that. I think that's what makes your event like so unique and so successful. What other um, feedback did you get from the artisans about attending Texto? I don't think not a single one of them has not used the word that they felt like they were in family. And that's why that word kept, come, kept coming up. It was this sense of understanding. It's a sense of feeling uh, that you were part of a tribe, that you were not fighting, because a lot of us are not physically fighting, but, you know, mentally, emotionally, sort of going against what you and Rachel were talking about, this onslaught continuously of fast fashion, of cheap goods, um, of even the taking of indigenous craft and, you know, industrializing it. Um, what worries me now also is this entire Etsy world that's growing, which is that anybody who does anything with their hands, it vaguely looks like, you know, and they define it as artisanal. And so the word even artisanal is losing its sense and is becoming just hobbyists, um, you know, doing their work, which I have full respect for. And I think it's wonderful. I think that's that's a, an amazing um, a world. And I think more and more people should make things by their hands and exchange that with each other. But the artisanal, the real maestros, the real work that is takes generations sometimes to even learn um, it is the one that, that I'm concerned with and you, Joe, and people like us are concerned with that is, you know, taken forth into the future that younger generations spend the time to learn it. I love it that we can hear a, a, a hen or a cock at the back. That's me. That's you, you lucky woman. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's so cool. That is amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, yeah. Uh, my neighbors my neighbors have set up a chicken farm like right under our bedroom window. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just happy that they I'm just happy they crow in the day and not in the night. 
going back to what you were saying that you know the feedback so really hard you know someone said it really beautifully which i've kind of taken it as my mantra which i thought was the biggest compliment i got they said it was like a a, a ted talk a ted event a, a burning man and a village fair all rolled into one and i thought that was just perfect and felt like a goal that i had achieved because those are definitely three things i love um you know i i obviously attended the event in in Mexico and I have a very strong um, perception of like why your event was different from other events but from your perspective as a as a host what what do you think makes your event different from others um, I'm very um, influenced by two things this past year one is the idea of diversity and then the other thing we also wanted to make sure was that this was a grassroots movement. This was about the artisans, um, these humans, that we need to celebrate them, that this was about them and they would feel like rock stars and they would feel like they were important and they would be inspired. Um, it's always about inspiring all of these humans because I know how hard it is for an individual weaver or cooperative head or someone who's trying to run a small or medium-sized organization that's been working grassroots and getting product to market in this very crowded, noisy market. Um, so we want to make sure it was that. It was that you know space to get inspired, to feel loved, understood, and then to go back with that fire and go and you know light yours uh, more brighter again. So that's always been the sort of leitmotif of what we wanted to achieve at these events. That was fantastic. I'm so happy Kavita came back and told us about Extent. I really love hearing her speak because she is trying to do what you exactly what you said, which is bridge the artisan world and the luxury market, which I really think needs to happen. And also to elevate what we see, you know, as kind of old traditional knowledge and really put it on the pedestal in in modern consciousness yeah totally will. from the moment i got more. the email from kavita i think september 2019 and started to be a part of the communications for the building up of texto i was really the thing that struck me the most was like wow here is somebody that speaks our language you know about raising the profile of artisans not just economically but socially you know it's so important to create this platform of appreciation for artisans around the world and we can't go on about it enough but the the sense of family that was created at the event in mexico city you know the whatsapp group that we started in september we're still using it we're still chatting we're still sharing you know stories from life and photos and and it's just wonderful to feel part of that global community. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and families. Your support means so much to Rachna and I and to OpopTok as a whole. I would also like to encourage you to have a look at our website or our social media to get a better idea of what OpopTok does. Whether you love textiles, natural dyes, you're a weaver, or even someone with a passion for food and travel, we work in all of those areas. Our philosophy is that you can discover Lao through its textiles. So today we heard Kavita say that heritage is the new luxury. 
and working with Lao weavers for the past 20 years, I can tell you that these ladies with their incredible heritage and knowledge are more than master weavers. They're also cultural ambassadors. So visit our website for a closer look at the work that they do and go to our online shop to see the beautiful textiles that the team creates. Thank you and see you next week. Thank you.